Hey there everyone, it's Emma Queen here, your expert in getting shit done, best-selling author, coach, mentor and mum. And on today's podcast, we are discussing self-care. Now, if this is a term that you've never heard of, now is probably the time you should be listening in. Self-care is super, super important and we're going to talk about it predominantly for people in small business. However, just because you're in, you don't have a small business, it doesn't mean you don't need to listen to this because I think this will help. In fact, I know that this conversation today will help you in your own lives as well when it comes to self-care. So in particular, um, what happens is when we need a self-care practice or routine, it's usually when the shit hits the fan, right? So you could be overworked, you could be tired, sleepy, you could be disappointed in what's going on at work or in your life or in your family and your partner. You could be stressed, uh, you may feel a lack of energy, you could have a short temper or you could be very angry. These are all signals that self-care needs to happen. So I'm just going to keep reading. You may feel unloved, you may be irritated or cranky, you may feel deprived You may be underweight, you may be overweight, you may lack social interactions. Again, all these clues, if they're coming up in your life, maybe your self-care routine or self-care practices need to be considered. I'll keep reading. Uh, If you have unhealthy habits, for example, smoking, drinking too much, drugs, emotional eating... If you find you're hanging around toxic people, and a little bit more on that a bit later, if you're feeling uh, a lack of motivation, if you're feeling anxiety, depression, any health issues that are caused by stress, for example, high blood pressure, that kind of thing, if you feel that you're running on empty, if you have frustrations with your life, your job, your family, or your relationships, if you have too much sleep, if you don't have enough sleep, if you feel like the weight of the world is on you. If you find yourself crying in unexpected places or situations, or you feel like you need a good cry, and the last one I'm going to mention, and this has happened to me many, many times when I'm feeling particularly stressed in my life, I fantasized about running away and leaving everybody behind. So if you are having these thoughts, and look, this list is endless, if I'm quite honest, that this is a signal any of those things that are happening, it's a signal that you need to introduce some kind of self-care or self-love routines or rituals and things that you can do for yourself. Now, this is tricky, right? Because you, I know that you're caring for other people. You may be in, you know, have family, kids, partners, all that kind of thing, you know, in-laws or parents that are aging and you have certain responsibilities. Now, I'm not saying you ditch them all to go and do some self-care stuff. I mean, to be honest, if you could, that would be awesome. However, I'm quite, um, I know that there's a reality out there, right? Now, I suppose the question before I give you some tools and some tips to, to help solve this issue is if you, why are you doing it, right? If you can't look after yourself, and this is the answer, if you can't look after yourself, who will look after the other people that you need to care for when you're in a heap on the floor? Or if you're ill in hospital, or, you know, you they, you get, they get the crumbs of you left when you give, 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 give so much and you stop caring for yourself. So... This is this you have to do it. You have to look after yourself. You have to listen to the signals. And if you need to write all those lists down, go for it. 
However, you you don't want your friends and your family to get the crumbs of you that's left over at the end of the week, the day, the year. So this stuff uh, I'm going to talk about today really is things that you do need to inject into your daily life. Now, I'm not expecting you to say, right, kids fend for yourself, family fend for yourself for the next for five hours every day. This is not stuff that's going to take up a lot of your time. It will request, uh, require some time, of course, but I aim to give you little short, sharp little bits of information and ideas that you can implement into your daily routines quite easily. So I don't want you to, to be feel overwhelmed by yet another thing to do, right? So I've come up with a few things and obviously I'm a girl and I know what works for me. So if you if this doesn't resonate for you, that's totally fine. Come up with your own list. But there basically there's two levels of self-care that I want you to consider. So I call as a top as a top level and they're things like getting a massage, um, you know, getting a, a magazine or a book and sitting in the sun, reading it uninterrupted with a cup of tea and just chilling out, even if that's for five, ten minutes in the day. A, a cuppa and a chat with a friend is also good, sitting and meditating if that's what you like to do. You could burn a, a beautiful candle and just chill and just sit there and just, you know, absorb yourself in the the zen that you've just created, even if that's for five minutes in the daytime. You can go and grab a nice breakfast or a lunch or a dinner on your own with no one else. Sometimes going on your own is just nice, peaceful, and someone else is making your food for you. I quite like someone else making my food, so I try to do that quite regularly. Getting your hair done or getting it blow-dried, that's also quite nice, but not everyone. I, I get that. Um, if you're into getting pedicures or manicures or facials or anything like that, you know, booking that in and and turning off, like not going in there and having to have that conversation with the beautician or the hairdresser. There's there's a, sometimes I go to an appointment like that and I'll just be honest and say, look, I'm here just to zone out. Do you mind if I don't talk? And what are they going to say? They're not going to say, no, you have to talk to me. Anyway, so that's what I call my top level um, self-care stuff. And then we have a next level. Now, with any of this stuff, there's nothing wrong with scheduling it into your daytime like an appointment. So if you made an appointment for the doctor or the optometrist or whatever that is, then you would attend it, right? But it's funny when we come to this self-care stuff is that we tend to not book it in. Or if we did book it in, we don't place enough value on it. And I want you to start doing that. So my next level of self-care um, it goes into a few areas. So the first one, and I did a video on this actually the other day on Facebook about disappointing other people without feeling guilty. So first of all, did you know you can say no to people and not feel guilty? When someone asks you to do something, here's a suggestion. Buy yourself some time. Say, I'll get back to you on that and let them know up front you may not be able to oblige. You could say, I've recently made a decision to limit the commitments I have, so I may not be able to do this. So you're already giving them the warning that you may say no. If you feel confident in saying, no, I cannot do that, that is fine. But if you want to buy yourself some time, say, I'm overcommitted, I've decided to start saying no to people, and you can do that with a smile on your face. Another thing to do is check your gut. How do, what, is your, what is your body saying about the things that you have to do? I want you to check in and listen to what your body is telling you. And again, letting go of the guilt. 
So the guilt can eat us up and we can stay in that guilty feeling. However, that's not going to move us forward when it comes to looking after ourselves. So we be the best person for our family, be the best mother for our children, be the best partner, all of those things. How can we do that when we're feeling guilty as well? Another thing is telling the truth. Again, with love, be honest without over-explaining. So don't justify yourself and tell the truth directly, plain and simple. Daily rituals or habits. Now, us humans, we're, we're creatures of habit. We actually really enjoy being in a routine. As much as people may say, no, I don't want to be in a routine, I want you to consider what you already do. So I'm guessing you probably brush your teeth the same way every day. You probably drive the same way to work every single day. So you already have habits and rituals and humans quite like that. And if you've got kids, then you know that putting your kids into a routine, especially when they're super young, gives you an easier life. So we actually do create habits and rituals. It's quite a normal thing for us to do. But they are an integral piece of, uh, they're an integral foundation for our self-care and self-love routines. So drawing a line in the sand, I don't care what you did yesterday or an hour ago or last week or last year. This is about drawing the land in, <laughs> drawing the line in the sand today, right now. So stop worrying about the stuff that you've done in the past and we're going to start moving forward from here on in. I'm a great believer that the first hour of our day is a reflection of the rest of our day. So have a think about what you're doing very first thing in the morning. Are you being woken by an alarm going beep, 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 and you're waking up on stress with your heart racing going, what day is it? Where do I need to be? Who's, have I slept in? All of that stuff. If you start, if you're doing that every day, and or you know rolling over and checking your phone and watching the news and hearing the fucking horrors that are happening in the world that bo- that puts your body into stress the moment you wake up and then what happens for the rest of the day you're probably doing the same stuff you may be putting out fires of dramas in your life or you may be just going oh, I must go and check how that thing's going on on the news so I want you to start thinking about how you're starting the day. You don't have to check your phone in the morning. Yes, I know you're saying it's your alarm. Go and buy an alarm clock from Kmart. They're $5 or use something else for an alarm clock. You don't need to check the news. Like, How is your life going to change by checking the news and being worried about what's happening in the world? I'm not saying put our heads in the sand. I am saying I don't think you need to wake up in this stress routine because your body loves this shit it wants to stay in stress it actually gets addicted to the hormones in stress and i may do another podcast on that however starting on stress waking up in the morning and on that you know that that feeling of the heart racing where have i got to be what have i got to do will actually create the rest of your day looking very very similar so i actually want you to focus on what you're doing in the morning i'm not saying you need to get up at the crack of dawn and go meditate and do some yoga stretching on the balcony i'm not saying any of that i'm just saying maybe don't work don't wake up under stress is it something that you could you could go outside and stand in nature put your it, it worst case right before i used to be able to leave the house because my kids are a bit older now I used to stand in the back garden with my feet on the grass and just feel the blades of grass between my toes and the the soil underneath my feet. And I would just ground myself and breathe 
and just notice if I could hear birds singing or any smells that I could smell. I would just listen and focus in on what my senses were picking up in nature. So for a lot of people, nature's their thing. If you can get to the beach, go for it. But even if you can't leave the house, maybe you could sit on the front step and have your cup of tea watching the sunrise, whatever that is for you. Imagine starting your day watching the sunrise every single day. Would that change the way you feel throughout the rest of the day? I just want you to think about that. Now, of course, I'm a big believer in getting up early, but I'm not saying you have to do this. But really, what's 15 minutes getting up before the kids or just taking that moment to notice that the phone's not dinging or ringing and people aren't needing you ASAP, just relishing in that quiet time. And maybe that's your self-care, just even doing that cup of tea, quiet time, phone is off, just looking or listening to the birds and starting your morning off in that way. How about that, right? Maybe maybe you could try that, right? Another thing you can do is let go of control. And it's easier said than done because, yes, I know those people that repack the dishwasher after your spouse is packed in. You need to let go of the control because this is a thing that you get into a habit of. You're doing too much and then you're thinking to yourself, but I always do it better. But let's be honest, it's, it could be just a control issue. Maybe it's time to start owning that. So what would happen if you did let go of the control, the need to be right, to get it done, to be the best? What if you asked for help or, or God forbid, ask somebody else to do something? And I know what you're saying, you know, I, I don't want to feel like I'm weak. It takes too long to explain what I need to do, so I just don't bother or I get disappointed when other people don't follow through. I don't want to feel like I owe anybody anything. And I know how to do it faster, cheaper, better. It's just easier for me. Does this sound familiar? Because I know I used to do this stuff. So the desire to avoid conflict or disappointment or the attempt to manage the perception of others is all about control. This need for control and every, and to do any everything for yourself will have consequences long term. And you know this. By allowing others to help, by letting go of the control, you actually empower them. It also teaches them to trust themselves and become resourceful. Ultimately, it allows them to take responsibility for their own lives. So that really makes sense, doesn't it? Yes, they're going to make mistakes, but hey, that's how we learned and grow. Do you tell a baby to stop trying to work? I don't think so. So remember, by holding on to the control, you become resentful. Now, if resentful is something that's coming up for you, maybe look at the control things that are going on for you. It's going to eat away at you. It's going to eat away at your relationships. Ultimately, you want to be a great role model for others so they know it's okay to ask for help as well. Another thing to consider, and yes, this is a long list, but it's vital and a lot of people are just not doing it. Turn off the bloody TV. I actually wrote a book on Amazon about this. So if you want to go and check it out, go for it. But this is not about me selling my book. You do realize the news is fear-based and most media is toxic to our nervous systems. It's frightening, negative, and often fake. By watching it regularly, your mind and body has no choice but to desensitize it. I can't even talk what's going on. Desensitize itself and it sets you up to tolerate less than what you deserve. 
So by doing this, you may miss important signals, like your kid seemingly whinging about school, you could neglect to pick up that maybe they're in real trouble. It's just a thought, right? So I suggest you you can choose to be informed. I'm not saying you never look at the TV. I mean, actually, I don't look at the TV. I think it's just rubbish and we're being programmed by the bullshit adverts that are on there. I mean, I'm not mental. I do watch Netflix and Amazon Prime, but I watch TV shows that will entertain me as opposed to scare me into feeling a certain way that I don't necessarily need to. Remember, I'm not saying put your head in the sand because believe me, if there's a tsunami coming to my town, I'm sure I'm going to hear about it. I do not need to be vigilant on the news watching it. I remember a few years ago when the um, Malaysian air flights, remember the two planes went down within quite a short time frame of each other. We were travelling over to Europe for a holiday and we'd gotten rid of the TV by then as well. This was probably about six years ago, seven years ago. And we were shopping in a, like a jean shop and I was getting some clothes for my daughter at the time. And of course, she hadn't been watching TV either. So she didn't know, she knew about one of the planes that had um, that had fell out of the sky and because I think someone at school had told her. And as we're talking to the shop assistant, I'm saying to, she's like, oh, why are you getting the clothes? And I said, well, we're actually travelling to Europe in a couple of days and my daughter was trying the clothes on and the girl was looking at me. She goes, oh, isn't it terrible that the the other plane dropped and they couldn't find anyone? And I'm looking at her, giving her the death stare and looking at my daughter going, you know, sending the, the unheard signals of shut up. She doesn't know about it. Luckily, the girl picked up on, on my cues and did stop talking. But this is what I mean. I don't need to watch the TV because people will tell me stuff that's happening in the world. And do we need to hear about planes dropping out of the sky two days before we fly in an airplane for 28 hours? No, we don't. So there's my little rant. Turning off the bloody TV will help you. It also gives you more time for your self-care. I want you to also notice if you're hanging out with toxic people. So those people that make you feel anxious when you're around them or make you feel like you need to be on guard, those people who whine about their lives yet never make an effort to change. Yes, you call them the energy circles. Well, I do. And here's an idea. How about you stay away from them or at least minimize your time with them immediately? I know. They could be your family. It doesn't matter. It's the same deal. No one has the right to, ger- to drain your energy. So listening to our bodies, what? Um, because remember, our heads are telling us one thing and our bodies are often telling us another thing. So when was the last time you thought about how your body felt? What did it say back? I reckon you have a little chat with it. It'll tell you heaps of stuff. I mean, even down to the basics of hunger and thirst. Are you eating when you're hungry? Are you sleeping when you're tired? Ignoring your body singles, signals could result in a major inju- injury or illness. This is a common theme I find with my female clients, not going to the toilet when they need to. You may laugh, but I'm constantly amazed at the women ignoring this important signal. Seriously, sort that shit out. Go to the bloody toilet when you need to, okay? (laughs) Get help and support. Asking for help is not a sign of weakness, so you do need to get over it, right? You know that if a friend or a family member asked you for a hand, would you give it to them? 
It goes both ways, you know, so just ask. People are in their own head so much they often don't even notice if somebody else is struggling. Plus, they're not mind readers, so tell them that you need a hand for your own sanity. Finding support if things are really tough is another option. You can get support in a variety of ways. Remember, counselling, coaching, psychologists, doctors, or even a good friend. Just know that you're not the only one needing a hand. The biggest problem we all think is that we don't have problems. Social media certainly doesn't help with the perception of all is well in my world. It gives you that showreel, doesn't it? Anyway, next topic, using your voice. Are you really saying what you feel? This is all related to your self-care. I keep drumming this in. This is all related, right? Are you saying what you really feel? Do you do you say what you mean? Do you say what you really want to say? And when I'm saying using your voice, I'm referring to speaking your truth. And yes, this could mean expressing your anger as well. So don't go looking for a fight, but I challenge you to speak up rather than to keep quiet or swallow your feelings. You could take a stand and speak up when someone jumps the queue in front of you at the shops. You could speak up and take a stand when your teenager is being disrespectful to you. You could take a stand and speak up when your mother criticizes your parenting skills. You could take a stand and speak up when a friend comments in a negative way about your outfit or appearance. You could take a stand and speak up when your partner criticizes you when they're feeling bad about themselves. I want you to notice how it feels and come up with something when this happens. So just notice what's coming up for you and just note it. Finding your passion. I know a lot of this stuff is a lot to take on and I'm I'm hoping you've taken notes throughout this, but we're talking about finding your passion. It is connected to self-care because as we gain responsibility in our lives and our day-to-day living consumes us, it can be really easy to lose sight of what makes us truly happy. So how do you do that? We'll start by keeping your eyes and ears open to things that light you up. You could be walking down the street and something catches your eye and you could look again and think about what is that thing that you like? Could it be a source of passion for you? Ask the people around you, what are they doing that they love? Join a group, go online, take a risk and try it. Just know that by following your passion, it doesn't mean that you give up everything else and focus on this one thing. Give yourself permission to do it and knowing that it feeds your soul. I'm not saying you run off to the circus. However, as part of your self-care, maybe it's time to focus on the things that you do find passionate and maybe it's just reading. It doesn't need to be big, big, big stuff. It doesn't need to be traveling around the world in your bikini and having margaritas. I mean, if that's your thing, by all means... But maybe your passion is just chilling. Maybe your passion is helping other people. Maybe your passion is hanging out with your kid playing Lego on a Sunday afternoon. So just notice by using the top level of self-care and the next level self-care practices, it builds builds you up. It really does. So you'll you'll find yourself gaining more confidence if you uh, put this into more of your daily routines. You'll find that you'll express your real self a bit more often. You'll find that people will respond better to your requests or your words. I mean, to be honest, I think your family and friends and close friends and all those people will probably wonder what's going on. So maybe it's time to mention that (laughs) you're you're recognising that you need to make a stand for yourself for a self-care purpose. 
Look, they may kick up a fuss. And if they do, that's quite normal because at an unconscious level, they think by you changing means that you won't love them anymore, which of course is shit and crap because the whole process will mean that they get more of you. But some people in the process of putting themselves first can rock the boat initially. So push through with love and you'll get there. You'll find yourself with more energy and you'll find yourself thinking a bit more freely. You may find that you have more time for you. You may find that by asking for the support and letting go of the control, it will benefit yourself and everybody as well. So what have you got to lose by implementing some self-care routines into your life? As a business owner in particular, I know that if I don't work, I don't get paid, right? So as a sole business owner, it's a tricky one. So I have to at a bare minimum, look after my self-care routines. In terms of what I do, you don't have to do what I do. And this has taken a long time to get into practice and it's now non-negotiable. So my non-negotiables are time to myself every single morning to reflect on what I've got to do for the rest of the day, to be creative. So I'm writing, I often meditate, I go to the beach and I get into nature. I'll go for a walk or a swim or something like that. Now, I'm aware that not everybody can do this. However, I'm aware that you can also get up that little bit early. Uh, you could maybe have that cup of tea on the, the front step looking at the sunrise and reflect. I know I journal quite often as well, so this is something else that you could do. And by journaling, I get my thoughts out of my head. Sometimes if they're really shit thoughts, then I burn that bit of paper So you can do the same too. But to be honest, a lot of my journaling is about writing out what I want in my life and creating that reality. Because the clearer that I get, the the more direction I start to take and start to change my life. Now, this is coming from somebody who I was, you know, born in England. I came over here when I was 18 for a boy. I was brought up in not necessarily a richer household. I was brought up in a fairly um, poor household, I suppose. We didn't even have a car till like I was a teenager. So there were definitely things that were not working as I grew up. I don't regret anything. And I thank my parents for the way they brought me up because it actually made me work very hard from quite a young age. But this is me. I'm just, I say I'm just a girl. I shouldn't say that because I actually think I'm more than just a girl. But I'm just normal. I'm a normal person who just decided to make some changes in her life. I'm just somebody who decided to work out why I do things and that in turn made me, you know, learn more about other people, made me a great communicator. But if I can do it, so can you. So this is, if anything from this conversation today you've taken from this is if I can do it, so can you. There's nothing special so to speak I mean of course I think I'm special but there's nothing different from between you and me we we all have the same resources in our lives in the age of information ignorance is now a choice we have books we have YouTubes we have computers in our pockets we have a list of endless resources we can access at any point to further and better ourselves there is no reason to sit and let life just pass you by. That is my conversation for today. I hope you enjoyed it and got at least something out of it. I'd love to hear what you thought and I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.